Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I'm your host, Manny G, and I'm joined tonight, as always, by my good friend, Andy. What's up, buddy? Manny, how are you today? I am too excited to be here. I've decided I'm going to be all business from now on. Oh, cool. Well, then I'll be all the pleasure. Wait, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Dude, Uh, how was your week, man? How was Uh, gaming for you? Um, it was, it was fine, of course, you know. Yeah. How can you complain about a gaming situation when you have something like The Division to keep you busy, right? True. Uh, the problem with it is that it's – we were just talking about how it's kind of crunch time for me. So I'm really have, having to like, okay, I can't do this. I've got to really limit my game time, hit the yeah. book. So I've, you got to stay have, disciplined. Yeah, yeah. And so – which means, you know, I don't have uh, the time to – uh, dedicate to the the gaming as much but you know what man i'm sneaking in there doing my dailies yeah and man. at least getting a little bit of game time in there there's not much to do right now anyway so that's true you got to max gear score i mean what else can you ask for before right. the release of title basin and and the raid coming out holy smokes yeah, i was right, not but... expecting the raid to be coming out this month but dude it is they just you know they are hitting all the right notes, man. All of the right notes. Me too, man. When they said uh, the raid was not going to be available at launch, I figured, man, uh, then it's going to be like Anthem, right? Like six months later. Um, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like where yeah. Destiny, who who doesn't give you enough time to level up. But these guys mm-hmm. did it perfectly. You oh, know? yeah, dude. It's they did my it perfect. So it's far. like not too long. But not too quick, you know, so that you don't feel like you have to just hardcore grind to get up to, to raid level. You know, it's yeah. it's really good, man. They've done – they really – I believe that, you know, we're still very early on in this genre. Yeah. But I feel like we have a blueprint now. And if you're smart out there, you know, Bungie, Bioware. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, you will – Please, please do not bury your head in the sand. Pay attention, take notes, and do what works. Please. Yeah, dude. If it ain't broke, don't break it. (laughs) That's right. right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, How about you, man? Oh, dude, same thing. Division and then not studying, but writing shows. So that's that's my that's my life. Life is good for you right now. I'm having a good time doing it. And then Rad is keeping you pretty busy. Oh my goodness, do the um yeah, yeah, the Rogue Agent Down Division 2 podcast has mm-hmm. been fantastic. I'm yeah. having so much fun doing that show. Dude, you and Bridget are doing a great job on that, man. Yeah, B's amazing. She's great. Maybe maybe you let me come visit you one day. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Do I- dude, hey, I have always told you that if I'm involved in a podcast, you have an open door to oh, walk I know, right buddy. in. I know. Right now it's just crazy, mess man, all the stuff up. I've, I want to kick throw the your furniture feet up, over. Kick the dog. <laughs> Dude. Yes. Maybe not that. Maybe not that. But. Right. Cool, man. Bridget, hide your dog. Yes. Nah, Sherlock is the best. 
Yeah. Sherlock's the only dog I like. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> this show, man, this show, we're going to do things a little different. We normally okay. do the the rapid news and then the normal news, right? Yes. Um, we do have some other stuff to talk about, but we're just going to start the show off with this amazing article mm-hmm. by Jason Schreier of Kotaku. Yes. Schreier, mm-hmm. sorry, Jason. And it's called How Bioware's Anthem Went Wrong. So are you ready to do this, Andy? Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. So if you all will join us, we're going to take you on a little journey through this article. And it is it is an amazing read. You mm-hmm. should definitely read it. Just Google Kotaku Jason Schreier. Schreier gosh, I can't say his name. You How Anthem can. went wrong. It's a 12... <laughs> It's sorry. It's an eleven thousand word article. Mm-hmm. It is it's a, a massive chapter. tome. Yeah, it is. This some some great investigation, some great reporting by Jason. He is not the t- type of person who does this this uh, surprise journalism. He is open and honest. He reaches out. He re- reached out to Bioware to get comments for his article. He didn't want any surprises when this thing w- went published. He is the kind of guy that uh, deserves our uh, reading, readmanship, our, uh, what, what, what word am I looking for? Readership. Readership. Yeah. Readmentation. Readmentation. Our readification. (laughs) I like that one. Dude, you throw an ification on the end of anything. It makes anything work. I think it works every time. (laughs) I think so. All right, here we go. On April 2nd, Jason Schreier published this article that uncovered the stressful environment that Anthem was created under. He outlined the grueling crunch, the stressful mismanaged project that led to this game that was nowhere near finished, but we all paid full price for. Oh yeah. Still in beta. Still <laughs> still in beta. So during this, this uh, for this article, he interviewed 19 different people that we're all a part of this project. They're mm-hmm. all anonymous because none of them want to either get named, called out, or be fired. But this is the story. In 2012, Casey Hudson revealed that the studio was working on a new IP. So the game was to take place on this sort of Bermuda Triangle of the universe where alien ships would fly over, they would crash, and you and your friends would go out and you would salvage these ships. The game was about survival. But then in 2014, Casey Hudson leaves Bioware and he leaves this void of leadership and the studio at that time or after that, they could hardly recover from the loss of Casey Hudson because he was such a huge leader and such an influence in Bioware. So the project continued, obviously. Casey did leave some comments where he said that the project was in good hands, they were good to go, but none of that was true. Because from that point on, the writing staff was just never consistent. Mm -hmm. And whenever your writing staff isn't consistent, then that just leads to instability across the entire development team. Because it's the story that the entire game was based off of. Yeah. So the story, it kept getting rebooted. It never had a clear vision for what the game actually was. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2014. Well, and especially, you know, for a developer like Bioware where writing and story is your strength, right? 
Uh, and if, yes. if you're having issues there, I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's why it's like watching, you know, watching a heavyweight, you know, Mike Tyson take a hit and his knees kind of buckle and just something you've never seen before. You know, you're like, whoa, yeah. you know, it really kind of, it messes with your confidence, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah so Bioware at this time, they're staggering. And uh, Jason reports that there were just countless meetings where they would have all these specific problems and issues that needed to be resolved. They would have this meeting and then they call the meeting with no solutions. Like it was, it was crazy. All these very important issues would be left on the table without any resolution for months and months at a time. And no one was able to take control and make decisions. It was crazy. One of the quotes he has here is the root cause of all of this was the lack of vision. What are we working on? Please tell us. The reoccurring theme was that there was no vision, there was no clarity, and there was no single director saying, this is how it all works together. Mm -hmm. That sounds awful, Andy. Well, and it sounds, it reminds me a lot of some of the things that came out with Bungie and a lot of that stuff communicated to us by... Jason Schreier, right? Yeah, uh, Blood, about just the pixels. Is that the yeah, name of his book? Yeah, right. Um, mm. Shout out to Archimedes, who loves plugging that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, just the compartmentalization that happens, uh, it sounds like not just, you know, with, in this case, Bioware, right? But, you know, going back to Destiny, how, you know, a lot of those teams just weren't talking to each other and so it led to or apparently led to you know uh, a lot of just in-game issues right that you're like well why you know why do these issues exist you know don't you guys talk to each other you know it's like the live team made all these Mm -hmm. improvements and you changed it all when the new game came out didn't you guys talk to each other yeah so it's uh and if you don't have anybody just tying all that stuff together which sounds is what happened here right no one to give folks direction or or faith right say hey look this mm-hmm. is how it's all going to work just keep doing it you know yeah it is so important for, especially for projects like this where there is someone who is in charge there mm-hmm. has to be a bottom line somewhere yeah. and you know you'll always have this case where it's like well maybe the wrong people are in the wrong places that could be true but this is definitely a case where the leaders needed to step up and change their leadership. Mm-hmm. They needed to apply different leadership skills and tactics to make this project work. And for whatever reason, it just didn't happen for yeah. a really long time. A symphony without a conductor, right? Exactly. Wow, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. <laughs> it's a pasta without sauce. <laughs> there you go. That's even better. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk about Frostbite a little All bit. Right. Frostbite, it's a development software suite that's made, that's used to make games. So basically mm-hmm. it's it's like, it's the engine. People usually just give a, a broad, uh, a generalization. Frostbite is the engine, right? That, mm-hmm. that it's made mm-hmm. off of. Okay, we all understand what that means for the most yes. part. Mm-hmm. But it was created by DICE for the Battlefield series. But for some crazy reason, well, we know the reason. The reason was money. EA had mandated that all of their studios use Frostbite for all of their games. Yeah, let's and just the reason why is to ground save, hole. <laughs> yes, very much so. Because, yeah, you want to save 
all that money, lots of money on licensing fees to license another game engine. But Frostbite, like you said, it, 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 it was the wrong size, the wrong fit. It didn't work for every single project, but they had to force it and make it work. Mm-hmm. One developer said that Frostbite is full of razor blades. Mm. That is like, if that's your main tool for development and you're describing it as being full of razor blades, yeah. Andy, when you're on that truck and you need to pull out that hose and that hose is full of razor blades. Yeah. Well, dude, yeah. I how mean, are you going to turn that fire out? Right. Yeah. Pulling that equipment off and saying, man, I really hope this thing works. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's dude. not a good feeling. Absolutely not. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it's like getting into Big Bertha, you know, and saying, man, I really hope she turns on today. <laughs> I know, right? Every morning. <laughs> yeah, man. So the the features and the tools were just not made for Anthem. So what needed to happen was that Bioware needed these experts, the people who made the Frostbite engine. They needed them to work with them hand in hand to get the project done so that they could adapt it for their game. But at this particular time, EA was moving most of those people who would have helped with Anthem to work on the engine for FIFA instead. Because Their FIFA money maker. was the biggest moneymaker they had, absolutely. Yeah. So that led to so many problems and so many issues. Just doing simple things, simple tasks, it became crazy time sinks for the developers. And I can't imagine the amount of stress that you were having to just do a simple change and to to upload it and to make it make it um like effective in 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 the um in in the game you're writing and for it to just sit there and just take mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours for any change to happen right you know things were not intuitive the tools were not made to do that type of work so mm-hmm. i just can't imagine working in this kind of environment it's crazy and yeah. I, I remember another quote where, where a gentleman said, uh, well, I don't know, it could have been a female. Jason doesn't say, thankfully, he protects his sources. Good guy, right. Jason. Right. But somebody said that they had an entire week where they couldn't do a single thing at work. They went in, they worked a full work week, but there was not a single thing they can do. Because Accomplish of things nothing, like fro- right? Exactly. Man, because of awful. frostbite and because of like indecision. So crazy. So as we continue on in the story here, throughout the years of 2015 and 2016, not a lot of work got done. And during this time, the game completely changed and shifted over to being a looter shooter instead of that survival focus that it had in the past, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't remember if I have it in the notes here, but there was a part of the article where Jason said that uh, people were told that they couldn't reference games like Destiny in their work. Mm-hmm. They didn't want Anthem to be compared to any other game. They wanted it to be a completely different and unique experience. So they were actually forbidden from talking openly about games like Destiny, which is crazy to me because Destiny has made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when somebody makes mistakes... That's an opportunity for anyone to learn from those mistakes. So that yeah. was completely denied to the entire studio, which makes no sense to me. Not none whatsoever, man. Yeah, I mean it's very apparent not only a lack of leadership, but you know that void, right? That vacuum gets filled, um, and it sounds like that vacuum got filled by 
maybe not the right voice. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, so very rocky start. We all have heard Anthem was seven years in development. Mm -hmm. So many years of that were just in pre-production where the game wasn't even being made. But in early 2017, they had to make a demo and the demo got sent over to EA's yeah. Patrick Sutherland. We all know Patrick Sutherland. He's no our longer good, with EA. Our good friend. He's the guy who said to his customers, don't buy Battlefield 5 if you don't like it. <laughs> That's a smart move. Smart move. Smart yeah. guy, right? Actually, You're a very right. smart guy. Um, because he said whatever they gave him, that early demo, he said he didn't like it. Yeah. He thought it was awful. He said, no way. You're doing it wrong. This is not what I was promised. So, oh man, what do you do when your boss tells you that? Right. This hey, I'll tell you do. what you do. Oh, go ahead. No, you're about to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what they did. They took six weeks of this awful, grueling crunch to come up with something completely different. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine how horrible those six weeks were for those poor people working on this project day and night. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's just, it's just sad, but they added flying to the game and it worked and mm -hmm. he liked it. Yeah. And that is what we saw at E3 2017. Mm -hmm. That was the approved project. Mm. How crazy is it that it took all the way until 2017 to get something like that? Which is, yeah, like essentially a completely different, uh, game than, than what yeah. you had planned you know so six weeks to maybe not start from scratch but certainly from basically reimagine right exactly yeah, yeah. the these uh, all of these developers spinning their wheels for so long creating assets getting rid of things remaking stuff and if you're talking about a game that utilizes flying you're gonna have to change your level design completely because you mm -hmm. have to think about that stuff. But yeah. with the Anthem we have now, you don't really all that much. There is some um, verticality in Anthem now, mm -hmm. but imagine what there could have been. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I want to, I want to let you finish telling the story because it's a good story and I don't want to interrupt it. But I definitely have no, a funny. lot of thoughts on, uh, you know, on what they, on this, what they, what they came up with in six weeks. Uh, and then, work it into you know other stuff mm -hmm. uh, better implemented uh, yeah. mechanics and all that stuff and 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 you know we'll go from there but but finish the story okay all right so what we have now is just a proof of concept for the most part i mean it is a working mm -hmm. demo right but the game had one mission in it just right one. jeez and what we have now is a far cry from what we saw in that trailer because that trailer blew me away blew everyone away at e3 2017 dude it excited us man yeah you're you you land up on the platform you look down and you fly down into this chasm where you're going down forever and the game had so much depth and it looked so amazing but it was so small that's all mm -hmm. it was the game didn't exist it was mm -hmm. only that demo mm -hmm. in 2017 casey hunton had returned to Bioware to run the studio once again. But a lot of people at that time, they had left and new people like John Werner and Mark Dara began to run things. 
And this is where the real vision for the game began. Mark Dara is the one who is mostly responsible for spearheading the project and getting something out the door. This was one and a half years before release. One and a half years to make what we have. Amazing. Yeah. It is it is unbelievable. We know that the price for all of this, for what we have with Anthem now, thanks to this article, thanks to Jason, we know that the cost of what we what we got, Anthem feels like an incomplete game. It feels mm-hmm. like a game that was made in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But that was through so much sweat and toil and hardship from these developers and Mm-hmm. Man, I honestly feel sad and sorry for those people yeah. because, Andy, it's abuse, man. It is abuse. You can't Cer- treat people like this. Yeah, certainly for, um, you know, for something like this, right? It's, I mean, this is a game studio. This is uh, c- certainly there are, you know, and we have a lot of listeners, thankfully, who, uh, you know, and including yourself, right, Manny, who, who are in public service and, and who understand, right? Like there are times, especially times of dire need, right? Where you're going to have to work just insane, ungodly amounts of hours mm-hmm. on little or no sleep. Yeah. Um, yep. and really burn the, the candle on, on, on both ends. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm sure we have veterans. Right. Like Angel, who mm-hmm. um, who know, right, what just pain and suffering is. But that's different. Right. Like that's a different thing entirely. Yes. Right. Yes. When you're making a video game. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that you're putting those amount of hours in. And I'm sure, right, like there are deadlines to meet. And if you don't meet those deadlines, then, you know, you know how it is, right? It, we all fall into that trap where you you make things bigger in your mind than they are. You know, you think, oh, I'm not going to make this deadline end of the world, right? When in fact, mm-hmm. you don't make the deadline. This game doesn't come out. Nothing happens. EA still has millions and millions of dollars, right? They still have a printing press with FIFA. Nothing changes, you know what yeah. I mean? And in mm-hmm. all likelihood, they'll sell 8 million, 9 million, 10 million, 18 million copies of this game and still be like, oh, it didn't quite hit the mark. You know exactly. what I mean? So in yeah. the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But the culture, right, that in the moment and then, of course, right, it's their project. It's their vision. It's uh, it's their passion. They want it to be well received, I'm sure. Right. Um, yes. And so, yeah, all that adds to the stress. And I mean, and then us too, like, what role do we play in it, Manny? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because there is, I mean, while yes, we're not the ones that are saying, you guys have to do this. We are the consumers, man. And especially in that genre of game, you know, like, how fast do we? And now you and I, I don't believe, uh, have ever really felt this way, right? Like, it's not like, oh, they're not putting out enough stuff, right? But... Overall, man, like, you know, you watch YouTube, you watch all these things, right? It's like, they're not putting up out enough content. They're not this, they're not that. People just burning through stuff in, you know, three days, right? Yeah. Where, you know, they did it with the Division 2. And it's like, so what What role do we play in that, right? When we're such just ravenous consumers of the content and just create like this demand, Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I hear you for sure. You know, mm-hmm. which, you know, at, at what point are we responsible? But yeah, but it's I, not, I, yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. Uh, you finish your thought. I'm sorry. 
you know, but you know, I, and I, I know you, man, I know you agree with me. It, it's, there's no excuse for a management team to handle right. their staff in this yeah. way, mm-hmm. especially when we have these amazing examples like Ubisoft, right? where we know, and we've heard reports, especially people talking to Jason after this has article has come out, people have reached out to him and they said, yeah. look, Naughty Dog, if you replace Bioware with Naughty Dog, you'd have mm-hmm. the same article, Jason. It's right. just as bad here. It's bad everywhere. Everywhere. People from Ubisoft reached out to Jason and say, you know what, Jason? Things are good here. We're happy. This right. is not happening here. That's amazing. Right. You know? That's crazy, man. So you do have and these examples shows. where it's fine. Yeah, and I think it shows, right? Like with especially with with what we have in the division, man, like the content that has been put out the we just talked about at the very start, right? That yeah. you know, they're putting out the raid here pretty soon, World Tier 5, the loot, the um the skills and it's not all perfect, right? There are a no. lot of things that no, need fixing. No, but we're happy. Nobody's upset, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody's pretty yeah. now. A year again, not even a year. Six months from now, three mm. months from now. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like I think that there are a lot of things that were done right over there, and it sounds like even how they treat their their staff, right? The the yeah. the the foundation, the bones of what makes the game, right? Uh, and if those people aren't happy and they're not healthy, then what hope do you have for your yeah, for your for your vision, you know exactly. And we're going to talk about uh, mental health in just a second here. Okay, uh, but let's let's continue on. It's okay. 2017. Mm. The project is continuing to suffer from story changes, from mission design, and especially frostbite. One developer said they talked a lot about six years development time, but really the core gameplay loop, the story, and all the missions in the game were made in the last 12 to 16 months because of lack of vision and total lack of leadership across the board. So during this time, the development team really suffered a lot for this. Mm-hmm. There were weeks and months of people just off work due to stress. Like they were having to take stress leave, which is really hard for, for mm-hmm. a game, for, for a, a career where you're making video games. Mm-hmm. They're not dealing with the sick. They're not dealing with the injured. They're not dealing with the things that you deal with in your career, but they're dealing with making video games, but they're having to suffer through these horrible times. Right, right. And, well, and like, and like I said, man, I think it's mm-hmm. different. It's different when, you know, when you're working. And I, I speak for myself. I don't want to speak. You know, I mentioned some folks by name earlier, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to yeah. speak for them. But- for me, on the times where, where, yeah, you know, we're having to pull, you know, four days in a row, it's different when you can at least lean on or, or draw motivation or strength or, or purpose from yes. the fact that you're, you know what, I'm, I'm dedicating myself to a meaningful purpose, right? Or if yes. nothing else, I'm doing it for the guy who's standing next to me, who's in the mud with me, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, I feel like it's its different when you can at least fall back on the fact that at, at least it's, you know, it's an essential uh, service that you're providing, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. It's, it's not like, you know, 
why am I working so hard? This is yeah. just video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's different when you're a public servant yeah. and it's especially different when you're a first responder. Right. Like, yeah, it's, there's, there's a huge difference here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I would lose my, I would absolutely, I would lose my mind if I was just going through that amount of toil and stress and just nightmare. Right. Exactly. And, and in the end, just be like, this is nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, I know, man. It, and people were, they were quitting their jobs, man. They were, yeah, man. these were their dream jobs that they were yeah. leaving because of the stress. Yeah, yeah. That sucks, man. That's awful. Yeah. And, and we learned further that the leadership, they wouldn't listen to their developers, especially the team in Austin. They got treated as like a support studio for the Edmonton team. Mm -hmm. And it was Austin who had the experience of making these multiplayer online games. They made the Star Wars MMO, mm -hmm. but they weren't being listened to, which is crazy. And we mentioned earlier how they were forbidden to talk about destiny. They couldn't learn from any of those mistakes, which was a huge mistake because we see a lot of those mistakes being repeated in, uh, in Anthem now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one thing that uh, stood out to me is that they were told to just carry on that the Bioware magic would kind of see them through to the end. Yeah. And the Bioware magic is when everything is in chaos on the very last minute, everything's just going to fall in place and we'll be just fine. Well, you know what they say, Manny. Put Don't bio believe in magic. <laughs> Put no. Bioware magic in one hand and poop in the other. <laughs> That's See which exactly one weighs what more. they say. <laughs> That's what my grandmother used to always tell me. But the game was unfinished for a very long time, and it was unplayable until months before release. Oh, that is so crazy! Wow. I, you can see what, how people would would f like completely just panic, right? Anxiety oh, yeah. and all of those things, right? To to think we're months out and we can't even how are we gonna release this you know yeah it's crazy it's crazy it is crazy and um you know 2018 we just went through that year we bioware was pretty open with what they were doing with the project for most of 2018 so we got to kind of see the game come and then obviously it released this year 2019 mm -hmm. the biggest problem with this was the management of the development team wasn't good they did mm -hmm. not ever give them clear instructions they needed to empower their developers with proper yeah. tools to give them freedom to create these amazing things, these worlds, these games we love. Well, but not they even given oh, that. Right. In in ideally, right, you 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 would do that. But even just at a bare minimum, a bare minimum, utilize your resources, right? You have teams that that are, that have experience in creating you know, MMOs and, and have background in that. You have this <laughs> living, breathing mm -hmm. example yeah. of, you know, the pitfalls of, of doing something like this. And yeah. you didn't even do that, right? Like you didn't even do just the bare minimum, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy it's, uh, to me. It is crazy, man. You so know, it, uh -huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, um, I know we're being, I mean, I don't want, I, I wouldn't say we're being critical, right? We're just reading the story that Jason wrote, which obviously he's a good journalist. He's got his sources. Um, he's never really been off the mark that I can recall on any of his reporting, right? Like the guy's got a pristine reputation, right? 
perhaps Kotaku, <laughs> who mm-hmm. knows? But Jason, I think, you know, we've come to really respect and trust the words that he puts out for us, right? All that being said, I've s- said it many times, right? Anthem is a beta, uh, it, even currently. All Reading all of this for me, as someone who ha- who did spend, you know, quite a bit of time in that world, it's astounding to me that they were able to create i'm not going to pretend that the, that anthem is even uh, a a release really right mm-hmm. we've already talked about how it's not it's not done that game is not yeah. complete but there is something there right there's there is something there is that bioware magic in well, the interceptor in the it, gameplay <laughs> yes in in the rangers uh, a super and abilities the colossus like there is something solid there. Yeah. You know, there is something amazing, but it exists in a place that is so shallow. Very, very, dude. Because there's the loot is continues to be a huge problem. Even if they turned on the just showered us with loot, you know, the perks on that loot is mm-hmm. it's nowhere near what we have in the division two, man, you know, I was sitting here, you know, Not really close. Well, I just for me, just before division came out, you know, sitting here saying like, no man, it's not bad. It's pretty good. You know, there are some, some really cool things here. There's something here. There's something here. There's something here. And yes, the gameplay, the, the feeling of Iron Man, the flying, the abilities, all that stuff. Great. Right. Really, really solid. Yeah. But then, playing the division and just seeing how every layer of that game just builds on itself, right? From the AI to the loot, to how the loot interacts with itself, to how they, uh, the, the brand bonuses work from the start, Mm -hmm. right? Not from, not at end game. doesn't start at end game. It starts from the beginning where your greens and you're just your lowest level gear already starts training you for, how to properly play that game and it interacts like i watch videos on builds and there's so many little things and i mean to watch you know you put out that lmg build right yeah how the amount of (laughs) of um what do you call it synergy in that build and you could only do it in a game like that that has so many different perks and i mean you could tell this guy's just sitting there and he's all like man i know i can make this work and he absolutely made yeah. it work it's like it's, building a little house of cards like you oh need my every gosh. piece for it to, yes. for it to work but it all yes. works together and you got a little it, house and he's like and i can even make it better i know i can you know there's a perk out there maybe a perk i haven't even identified yet but it's just so well made and and i can now look back and say that anthem has none of that has absolutely none of that stuff yeah. right yeah. and there's no excuse for that there's no excuse for that because you've had all these other loot games including division 1 to glean experience from and you chose not to do it in exactly. fact you forbid your people to do it that's that's beyond a travesty man you know, it and is. then of course, the, working your folks to to the degree that that some would call abuse, and I would agree with that. You know what I mean? It almost has no redeeming factors, man. You know, I, I really, mm. I the only uh, thing I can say is I hope that 
for the sake of the amount of work that these people did on this game, I really do hope that it succeeds, that they turn it around, you know? Yeah. Because the folks that, <laughs> you know, the trail of broken dreams behind them, right? Oh my goodness, like, yeah. And if you nothing know what, else, Andy, you can look back and say, hey, you know what? The game turned out okay, and I can be proud of of that, right? It's funny because the the same managers who were had been in charge of Anthem, I'm not talking about Mark Dara, but but the people mm -hmm. who were running things, they had been there, they've been there for so long. Mm -hmm. This has been going on for a, over a decade. Mm -hmm. And the like Dragon Age Inquisition, that was a very difficult game to develop for. But mm -hmm. a lot of those developers got moved from there to Andromeda. Andromeda was very difficult as well. Very grueling, a lot of crunch. Mm -hmm. A lot of those people got moved to Anthem. Mm -hmm. Three projects in a row that, you know, it's like back in the day, like way back, we would hear about crunch at developer studios and it would it was like the 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 hell week right it was like yeah. that that week before launch but it just kept growing it turned into a month and it turned to six months and it turned into the entire project yeah is just this awful experience yeah and it's there's, there's no excuse for it yeah. there's no excuse for it and well like jason Schreier, he has an article that's going to be published in the new york times soon that outlines the problem with the developers in this country and in other countries. And he's gonna talk about the just the complete need and necessity for there to be some kind of union. I was just about to, to mention help that. Developers. Yeah. Well, we're, and, we're both union brothers, right? I mean, yeah, we exactly. understand the importance of that at times, exactly. right? And I know that a lot of unions don't quite work for the people who pay the dues. I understand mm -hmm. that. But working for the post office, my union is amazing mm -hmm. because um, years ago, postal employees, letter carriers, they were horribly abused and underpaid f by the government for a long time. And it was illegal mm -hmm. to strike. We couldn't mm -hmm. strike, but mm -hmm. something happened. Everyone decided to strike all at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. So what the government did was they called in the Coast Guard not to arrest everyone, but to run the post office. <laughs> and what happened in less than one week, they discovered it was impossible. They couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It was too hard. There was mm -hmm. too much mail and they didn't have what it took to get the job done. So they said, okay, you can unionize. Yeah. And we did. And it's like, because of that, now I have all these rights. I have all these great benefits. And mm -hmm. like, you know, you hear of a lot of uh, letter carriers that work in cities that are just horrible and they have to work long hours and stuff. Any letter carrier can become a, um, we have a thing called the eight hour list. Mm -hmm. So I could sign up to be on the eight hour list. So that means I work from eight to 4.30 and at 4.30 I'm done working. I can clock out. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. something that people don't have the opportunity <laughs> to take advantage of, but because of my union, I have that right now. Which, right, is, right. which is amazing. And it's all about giving people the opportunity to be able to manage work and then to manage their own home and personal life, to have enough time to raise their children, to see their family and not work every single day, every single night and every single weekend. Yeah. And then I think in this case, the importance of having a union more than anything is just to protect that lower level of, of employee, right? And say, okay, listen- yes. 
here are some ground rules. You cannot make these people work more than 10 hours, okay? This meant, you know, and it's not just mm-hmm. money and benefits, right? It's it's work conditions that, exactly. that, you know, that for us, there's all kinds of work rules, right? We can't work more than uh 48 hours in a row without having at least 10 hours off, yeah. right? The only time that there's an exception for that is like emergency situations, right? Like a Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. or something like that. Absolutely. We would all line up, right? None of us who get into this business are 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 afraid of you know, or, or averse to working, especially in a, in a scenario like that where people depend on us. But think about all the other days of the year that don't involve Mm -hmm. national emergencies like that, right? We have rules like that, that, that protect us, that protect us. So this, in this case, I think this is a perfect example of, you know, yeah, there are all other kind of, kind of benefits that come from unionizing. But I think in this case, what, what's very important is they need some sort of representation and protection from that sort of abuse, right? Exactly. That's the bottom line. mm -hmm. So before Jason sent his uh, work here to Kotaku to get published, or I guess he probably just pushes the publish button, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But he sent over to Bioware just kind of some bullet points about the article asking for comment. So they totally refused. They said no. And what happened was that Jason published this article and minutes later, about 10 minutes, Jason said, uh, Bioware had a response and the response was kind of a, it's kind of sad. It was very dismissive. People had hope that this would change Bioware's mind about development, but they were, they were sadly disappointed because Bioware just kind of waved them off and said, you know, we don't, we don't think there's a lot of value in you tearing down our people. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that they did not ever read the article. Mm-hmm. It's an 11,000 word article mm-hmm. that takes a fast reader 15 minutes. It takes a slow reader, you know, 30, 45 minutes. I don't know. Right. But the point is, is that Bioware had this canned response based off some bullet points and then mm-hmm. just, you know, press print on their end mm-hmm. or publish. Um, it, it It's pretty sad. It's pretty mm-hmm. sad. But... Uh, Archimedes sent this over to me today. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Hudson actually responded to Jason Schreier's article, and he sent an internal letter to BioWare, mm-hmm. and he said some interesting stuff here. Uh, I'm just going to read a little section real quick. It says, the article mentions many of our problems in the development of Anthem and some of our previous projects, and it draws a link between those issues the quality of our work and the well-being of our staff. These problems are real, and it's our top priority to continue working to solve them. Now that is some hope. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Words mean very little these days because anyone can use them. I think at this point, it's great that, you know, you you have – a response like that for, you know, internally. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very apparent that the time for words has passed. You know, I think that it's time for, to get these people some representation. Yes. Um, I know that we have folks that stand on all sides of the political spectrum. And I'm sure that people, you know, have strong feelings about, you know, whether they agree or disagree with unions in general. But I can say, like I, like, like I've said before, you know, you know, being in public safety as long as I have been, 
there are a lot of things, a lot of protections that they put in place. And clearly, clearly this industry needs that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, So for sure, man, Uh, hopefully, hopefully on that end, uh, we can, we can hope that, that, you know, that, that work conditions can improve. And hopefully, hopefully as a happy byproduct of that, you know, folks will start, you know, develop or not developers, publishers will start instead of thinking we need to get it out by this time. If you take that away from them. And you're like, well, we don't have to worry necessarily about a deadline. Mm-hmm. So let's just make sure that we follow the rules that are established. Yeah. And we we put the game out. Uh and hopefully that means a better game, right? Longer development yeah. times and uh and hopefully a better product on uh on the other end. I hope so, man. Well, buddy, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. It's time to be done. Yes, yeah, we spent a lot of time on that. I'm glad we started we started with that article because uh yeah. I know we had a, a couple other uh, bullet points in there that we, you know, were yep. sort of wish list items. But I think, I think, like you said, maybe, maybe another time we'll put a, we'll pin it, we'll pin. Yeah, we'll put a pin. Those in it. Like, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so yeah, we were going to talk about how uh, um, Anon uh, leaked some stuff about Destiny Three on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's rumors. Borderlands has a release date. It's coming on Epic. Uh, there's a big conversation there, but uh, we'll have that some other time. Yes, sir. So uh, let's just take a minute here and say thank you to everyone who has decided to listen to us. And thanks to everyone, especially those who support us on Patreon. We really Mm -hmm. appreciate your support. We really do. And thanks to everyone who goes over to iTunes and leaves us a review. Thank you so much for that. And if you want to become a part of the Gaming Adventure Club, just go to gamingadventureclub.com slash discord and jump on in. Absolutely. Join us. Yes, please do. So until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. 